ready for your host? Here she goes. Welcome to Diary of a Botox Bitch Podcast. Oh man, I can't get enough of your voice. Keep on talking. Hi, welcome to Diary of a Botox Bitch. I am Dr. Botox, aka Dr. Danielle Mark Collins. They call me Dr. Botox because I've shot up more faces than LeBron James has shot threes. I'm living in Los Angeles now. We're coming to you live from downtown Los Angeles. This episode is sponsored by Dermaface MD Skincare Hyaluronic. So this is a 1000x hyaluronic acid serum. It attracts a thousand times its weight in water. We also have the limited edition. We are going to talk about on this show all things reality TV pertaining to the shows that I did behind the scenes gossip, maybe a little bit of what I'm about to do within reason. Also going to do a section called Botox, which will be just answering people's questions on Botox things that are fucked up. Like I had filler during the week and I don't know if you can see, but I have a bruise. These things happen, bruises and swelling, but we talk about all things Botox and skincare in a Botox section. And then at the end, I'm going to read an excerpt out of my book, which is called Diary of a Botox Bitch, but mostly we're just going to spill the tea on reality TV. You know, I was the villain. So look, Okay, so they call me Dr. Botox. I had the biggest Botox clinic in Ireland and by the time I was 30, I was clinical director in Harley Street in London and I did a show called, well, they called it The Real Housewives of Ireland. The Real Housewives of Ireland is a lot like The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but less money, like a lot less money. I also did a show in England called Celebrity Big Brother UK and Big Brother UK is a lot like, well, it's a lot like Big Brother, but a lot less celebrity. Very quickly, the British tabloids dubbed me Dr. Botox, sometimes just the bitch of Botox, sometimes Botox bitch. Also available merch, my pronouns are Botox bitch. I'm available on the website along with my book, which is coming out next year. And of this episode, I'm going to read some excerpts from the book. Just reality TV gossip, because that's what I do. It's so funny, for a long time, I was kind of embarrassed that I did so many reality TV shows and I felt like people should tell me not to do it. And then when I came to America, everything is celebrated. I also did a lot of stand-up comedy. During the week, I was down at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. I spill the tea on all things reality TV, all things Botox and the crazy Botox patients and the crazy storylines and the reality TV shows that I did. I will be at the Comedy Store up on Sunset twice in the next month and I'll be in the Ice House in Pasadena as well. So all the details are on the usual spots, the website, TikTok. Today, I just wanted to start with the big thing at the moment is The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has dropped. The main storyline is obviously Maurizio and Kyle. And I know everyone is really sad thinking oh my god they're the golden couple they still are in my mind you know you see them walking around not so much recently um, oh god that's going to make the situation worse basically it, obviously Maurizio is a realtor his offices are two blocks from my office I know a lot of people in the area and also just from speaking to my neighbours and stuff the general consensus is that Maurizio is a real family man he's not a player he doesn't go around flirting so I don't really like the insinuation as as for Kyle as well and her friendship with Morgan I think it's just a friendship look if you deal with paparazzi and tabloids they can make any story even when I did Big Brother, they can just take the edits of anything and create anything they want. So do I think it's a little bit awkward that Maurizio is now uh, currently on Dancing with the Stars with a younger dance partner? Yes. Was he recently photographed with a with a dance partner out with his parents? Yes. But that's what happens. Do you know, it's so funny. Even when I come off stage, you know, I don't want to go be on my own. You know, if you do live TV, if you do stand up comedy, whatever you do, you can see why the big the rappers and people row with a big entourage. Because once you do stuff like that, you don't want to be like suddenly, oh, right, I'm going to go home and watch. TV. You want to be out or doing something and, you know, you just chill down from whatever the performance is, be it, you know, he was dancing with the stars on a Tuesday night and then I think he grabs something to eat with his dance partner or maybe it was after rehearsals. His parents swung by. Like, it's not that big a deal, but obviously they were photographed. It doesn't look good. It's hurt Kyle. Kyle was on with Andy Cole earlier on the week speaking about this and her feelings are hurt. So, I mean, I totally get it. But just the word in the street. Oh my goodness, by the way, I'm just looking at this Um I had filler during the week on my lips and uh, I have a bit of a bruise here, which is obviously a completely common risk side effect is bruising and swelling. So who cares? Whatever. In fact, I should probably put on concealer. 
But yeah, back to Maurizio, it's awkward that he's going through, you know, I think for Dancing with the Stars, there's a history of, especially on the British one of couples breaking up. Is it the best time to do Dancing with the Stars with a younger, pretty blonde dance partner? Probably not. He did a piece to camera where he was speaking about himself and Kyle not throwing in the towel. But at the same time, it was on the set of Dancing with the Stars. He had his arm resting on the hip of his younger, hotter blonde, not hotter, actually, because Kyle's beautiful, but, you know, younger, hot blonde uh, dance partner. Not great. Things are completely taken out of context all the time with anything to do with this. So anything to do with the reality TV. From speaking to my neighbours and other realtors, you know, for 20 years, 27 years, Maurizio is a dote of a man, not flirty, not one of those. Because you know very quickly in LA, I can tell you, you know very quickly who's trouble, who's messy, who's not messy. I think just pertaining to Kyle and Maurizio, it would be wise to let it play out. Like I said, I don't think it was, it's great. I don't think it's great that Maurizio is dancing with a younger, very pretty blonde partner and dancing with the stars at the moment. You know, every Tuesday night at eight o'clock, you know, you turn on the TV here in Los Angeles and obviously they're dancing away. And he even did a piece to camera, like I said, where he was, had his hand on her waist and was explaining that him and Kyle are still not throwing the towel. It was just awkward. It was really awkward. And if I was Kyle, you'd want to be in a pretty strong marriage, be comfortable enough with all of that going on. But, you know, he's still, I think it's three or four weeks in and he's still dancing. You see Maurizio walking down Cannon, walking down Beverly, walking down Rodeo Drive. He's a very good looking man. You know, all the women in Beverly Hills will always say he's a very good looking man. No one's questioning that. Very well known for being very respectful, very family man. No one says, oh, he was, you know, sometimes when a story like this breaks, people are like, well, wait till I tell you the time that, you know, he was chatting to me or this and that. The general vibe and the word on the street is like, he's a realtor. He's very respectful. He never hits on anybody. He's not a flirty sort of a guy. So, you know, I don't know. And then Kyle is just friends with Morgan is from what I can tell. I know they've been edited in certain ways, but that's what happens. You know, I did Big Brother in the UK and I was edited. It was so stupid the way it's, it's like you can literally take any footage and create anything. So that's kind of interesting. The one other thing in terms of reality TV as well. There's always headlines and there's always story behind the headlines. So any of the headlines around me, well, not all of them, but like a lot of them, if anyone wants to post and ask me what's going on, I'm happy to explain it. There is one thing that I'm confused about. I don't know. So here's the thing. When I did The Real Housewives of Ireland, I'm just looking it up now. When I did The Real Housewives of Ireland, or Dublin Wise, D- Housewives of Southside or whatever, whatever the fuck they're calling it this week. But when I was last taping for that, I think that there was a whole load of rumours and a lot of storylines, sorry, not storylines, but there was a lot of newspapers about the fact that one of the girls on the show with me, a girl called Virginia Macari, obviously I call her Virginia Macaroni or Flip the Burger. She was heiress or I don't know what the newspapers dubbed her, heiress, dynasty heiress to like the Irish version of Denny's or IHOP. I mean, please, they had like two corner chip shops. Let's fucking relax now. When I was filming last with her um, and again, just also congratulations to her because she recently got engaged. Also, I'd like to refute the comments that suggested that I I snubbed her bikini line because that's not true. She has a bikini line called Miss V and I wore Miss V bikinis on the beach all summer in Quinta de Lago in Portugal and all summer in Malibu. So that's not true. I love her bikinis. They're amazing. I'm not up to date, so you guys might have to help me. But this is because I've, I've been in the US for quite a while. I was stuck here even during the pandemic. So I'm just reading Barry Egan and this is from, I think this is from Back in 2015, Barry Egan is a very well-respected journalist in Ireland. He writes for the Irish Independent newspaper, The Independent Group, which is akin to the New York Times. I mean, a very, very reputable news source. And Barry Egan is an excellent 
an excellent news source. So he had written about the fact the headline was, no, I'm not in jail. Husband of Virginia McCarty following conviction for fraud. I don't think he was ever the husband, just to be honest with you. I think he was the baby daddy. But it says, no, I'm not in jail. The situation is a lot more complex than has been portrayed in Irish media. Socialite Virginia McCarty's beau tells Barry Egan from their beachfront pad in Marbella. You know what they say about Marbella, sunny place for shady people, but whatever, who am I to comment? So it says, despite being convicted of 17 counts of loan fraud, totted up to 4.1 million in a court in Oslo less than two weeks ago, Castal or Thor Castal remains remarkably cheery and chipper even. I'm certainly not in jail, as reported, Cast told me yesterday on the phone from his home in Marbella, where he is staying with his Cork-based fiancée, Virginia Macari. Like I said, I call her Flip the Burger or Vagina Macaroni. I won't say where they live, but anyway, I just, guys, I need to get up to date. Sorry, I should have done better research because I don't quite, I know that, I think I'm just confused. She's now engaged to another guy who is actually from a really good family. So that's great. And yes, I am delighted for her. And I did send her a very large bouquet of flowers. So I don't appreciate people saying I don't support her uh, bikini line. Because like I said, all summer I wore Miss V bikinis in Kent de Lago. As soon as I got off the golf course, I was straight into a Miss V bikini. So I did send her flowers to congratulate her on her engagement. Do I know for sure it got to her? No, because my understanding is they've had to relocate numerous times over the last number of years. So did I send it to her last known address? Uh, yeah, I did. So I sent her flowers. I'm just looking, this is from 2015. Wait, before I actually say any more on this whole thing, I should probably get a little bit more up to date on things because I'm actually confused myself now what's going on. Maybe that is for episode two. That is the roundup on all things reality TV. If anyone watches Vanderpump, one of the girls, uh, she's amazing. She's an amazing comedian. So in all other things, the Vanderpump, funnily enough, Vanderpump Rules is back filming and I think that drops pretty soon. The Vanderpump Soar car is parked in West Hollywood, the pink Soar car. And one of the cast members of Vanderpump Rules actually ends up doing a lot of shows that I've been on. So we've both done shows in the belly room at the Comedy Store together. And actually, I saw her last night on stage at the Comedy Store in the the original room. Some of the gossip from Vanderpump Rules when it comes out from behind the scenes. But I think there's also an awful lot of gossip from behind the scenes. And, you know, it's so funny when you're actually living in the moment. It seems like it's so crazy that they come up with all these headlines. But when you see the way it's edited and put together, you can well believe it. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. Botox, which is all things Botox and filler and skincare. And I wanted to just talk about this product here, which is Dermaface MD Advanced 1000X Hyaluronic Acid Serum. This attracts a thousand times its weight in water. So when the face is wet, you put this on and then you seal it with a moisturizer. This is the limited edition. And then this is the OR, the original. It's the exact same consistency, but we just have a for fall and for um, the Q4 of 2023, we have a limited edition. The thing with hyaluronic acid, which is to be very mindful of. And like I said, I, I just filler, I had filler in my lips and I had hyaluronic injected into my lips. And here's the thing. When you're getting hyaluronic injected, hyaluronic acid molecule will attract a thousand times its weight in water. So you want the bigger the molecule, the better, because you want to have a scenario whereby it attracts a thousand times its weight in water and it plumps up the area. And obviously the bigger the molecule, the bigger the plump. So when you're injecting filler into the face, it's been delivered via a needle. So obviously, even if you have a big molecule, it's going to pass through the skin barrier because it's going through a needle and it's going to be pushed in. But if you're applying it topically, which is what obviously this is topical hyaluronic, if you're applying it topically, the thing is it's not getting 
delivered via needles. So you're hoping that it will be absorbed. So the real key to hyaluronic and when formulating this, and this is everything is made in a lab in California, the idea is to combine a medium weight hyaluronic with a heavier weighted hyaluronic acid molecule and then attach something like a fatty acid lipid tail so it gets drawn into the skin. And then obviously if there's water on the skin, that will get drawn in as well, which helps plumb it up because like I said, hyaluronic molecules attract a thousand times their weight in water. Topical is great because you don't have injections or downtime. I had my lips done about a week ago and I still have a bruise here, but look, there's a risk of swelling. It is what it is. I'm just glad that I didn't have any swelling on my own lips because I had to do a show this week. I was opening in the comedy store in La Jolla, whatever, nine or ten minutes. And thankfully, my lips weren't bruised because I wouldn't have been able to speak properly and that would have been awkward. So... So, yeah, so topical is great. Also in between Botox injections, it's also great to use a triple peptide eye cream. But we'll go into more of that. I think the other question as well is people always ask, you know, how many are the best units for Botox and where's the best place to have Botox? I think everybody gets it in their face. So if you're getting Botox, obviously, it's maybe five units here, two and a half here, two and a half here, two and a half here. Typically, if you go in, ask for them to sprinkle. So like two units, two units, two units, two units, two units, two units, one, one, two. Like You don't want to have big movements or big archy brows. You just want to have it sprinkled. And then obviously, as you come down here, five, two and a half units, two and a half units. Funnily enough, for me, this time I got some in my cheek, which is not what I regularly do, but it just stopped the I was getting a little crease here. I had a little bit of filler in here and again, no bruising, filler on my lips, no bruising. I do have a bruise here. I don't know if it's possible to see. Anyway, who cares? Who cares? Important just to keep in mind that if you're having Botox or filler done, have it two weeks before anything major to be well prepared, if that makes sense, for whatever you're going to have. And again, if anyone has any questions or wants to send in a photo of their their face, let me know, because actually very quickly, I was dubbed Dr. Botox by the British tabloids, but uh, I was selected to host a show and co-host a show called 50 Plastic Surgery Shockers, which is like the UK version of botched, or as I like to call it, 50 fucked up faces. So anything that you've got going wrong or anything that's bothering you, let me know. Susan here from, she's actually from London, had messaged in on TikTok and asked, because she said that she's getting very sweaty armpits. Classic treatment is to have hyperhidrosis treatment, which is for excessive sweaty armpits. Also, some people get very sweaty palms, which I know doesn't sound major, but it can be very debilitating for them. So typically, if you're going to get some Botox in your underarmpits, you would have some iodine as place wherever it comes up purple, well, cornstarch and then iodine. And wherever it comes up purple is where the sweaty glands are. So you have one treatment and then a top up the same iodine and cornstarch apply to see what, what, what areas are still sweaty. Typically, it's a very, it's a very effective treatment. It's great. I don't, I don't get it myself. I don't have sweaty armpits and it's not sore either because it's very superficial injection. Unlike filler, you know, Botox is a very superficial injection as well and just get people to use beady needles. One practice that I find really weird here in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills is people are decanting the filler into beady needles. So beady needles are actually Botox needles. So again, you just want a little very short little needle, these big long needles. No one needs to be hitting the cranial, like no one needs to be hitting bone or anything like that. So very, very superficial. But I noticed there's one or two of the Medispas here are decanting the filler so if they get a Juvederm Ultra and they're decanting it into a beady needle. It's weird because it comes sterile and it's already sterile. And I'm pretty sure Allergan would be fucking unimpressed um, at this decanting of filler. And it also begs the question, is it actually Juvederm filler or are they using cheap stuff? I don't know. It's just sketchy practice to me. I, d I just don't think it's great. Also, I think the glam here in L.A., I'm sorry, but the glam in Ireland is the best glam Hair and makeup is by far better in Ireland. Uh, the teams are great and also even better than the UK. Because when I did Celebrity Big Brother in the UK, the glam team, like they were fine, like whatever. They weren't like, I don't know, they weren't wow. I didn't think they were like 
super I just didn't think there were anything particularly special it was fine it was baseline stuff but the glam teams in Ireland so shout out to the Irish hairdressers shout out to the Irish makeup artists the glam is better than anywhere better than I need to get myself up to speed on because a lot of people are asking about vagina macaroni her baby daddy and again it's not my business I mean I couldn't comment on anything like that but I'd like to be aware myself I know that on set he was always very nice so I don't know if Again, I think I'm reading this from 2015. God, knowing knowing my look, he's probably already in prison or something and I just didn't know about it. I mean, would you believe that? I mean, typical of my look, you know, I'm reading the newspapers and trying to get myself up to date on, on everything Maurizio and Kyle and all things, you know, the other co-stars of Dublin Housewives and stuff. And obviously the most interesting character is Vagina Macaroni or as I like to call her, Flip the Burger. But again, I'm just reading, ugh, I was just frustrated with myself. I should have read this before we were taping, but I'm just reading information about the fact that her baby daddy, I think, I think he's innocent. Or did he, did he, was he, did he get questioned by the police? Typical of my luck, I need to get up to date on actually my other cast members from The Real Housewives of Ireland, Dublin Wives, Southside Housewives, whatever the fuck it's been called this week. A show called The Real Housewives of Ireland back across the pond. But I'm good. I'm good. I was the villain. The rest of them are all still in therapy. I was the villain, so I'm all good. And one of the girls was called Joe, and I absolutely adored her. And then she betrayed me, which is what happens on reality TV, you guys. So I have her on my phone as Jodas to remind me of the betrayal. So if you see on TikTok, I just call her Jodas all the time. And then my real nemesis was Virginia McCarry, who was heiress to Irish burger joint Denny's or IHOP. I mean, please, that they own two corner chip shops. I mean, fucking spare me. But I need to get up to date on her. She was by far the most interesting person on the show with me. Intra- a very interesting individual. I actually need to get up to date because I'm confused because the last I read, I just was reading in 2015, Barry Egan, who's a very well-respected journalist in Ireland, a very well-respected from the independent newspaper group. Again, a very reliable TV source. I was reading that um, there was query over, I mean, look, knowing my luck, I've been away and out of the loop. So baby daddy probably questioned by the police at this stage and I just don't know. So if anyone knows, put on TikTok and comment and let me know what's going on because I don't have access to the tabloids newspapers over here. Like I said, we're coming to you live from downtown LA. So what would I know? All I can say is Virginia is like super glam and she looks amazing. I mean, for, for someone her age, like at 57, she's just so glamorous. I believe she's engaged to somebody else because I sent flowers. So it's not true. People say, oh, you didn't send flowers. You're not nice. Uh, or you didn't support her bikini line. That's not true. I wore Miss V bikini all summer long in Quinta de Lago. Once I got off the golf course, I was straight away into a Miss V bikini. I sent her a large bouquet of flowers to congratulate her on her engagement. Um, do I know she got it? No, because I know there's been quite a lot of changes of address to her last confirmed address. I mean, that's all I can do. I can only do my best, you know, myself up to date because actually I probably should not say any more on it because it's probably just all like and nothing it was probably just a rumor at the time and nothing more has happened, you know. So anyone wants any information on Vanderpump Rules or Selling Sunset, I'm always passing by the Open Arm group. Not sure about the name Selling Sunset. Mm, personally, maybe should it be called Hookers and Heels? I don't know. How about Hoochie Mamas in the Hollywood Hills? Maybe might be a better name. Selling OC as well is come out. And then, but the, I think the actual best real estate show is the agency, which is buying Beverly Hills. It's just very family orientated. It's obviously Maurizio uh, from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's his own show, which I thought was strange as well, because he went out on his own and Kyle wasn't featured on the show. And I thought maybe it was just a conflict of interest with the different networks. But now as their storyline is playing out, I'm like, mm, kind of makes sense. I think she did one cameo via FaceTime, I think, and that was about it. So I don't know for sure 
what's going on. But I would say that on the ground, it's very much confirmed that he's a very family man. He's never flirting with anyone. He's not one of these guys who's a player. And, and I would know you would hear around in this time. My co-stars, because I'm not really up to date. And I think the most interesting one, like I said, was Virginia Macaroni. I'm going to just read a little excerpt from chapter one of my book, Diary of a Botox Bitch. And just don't forget that my pronouns are Botox Bitch Merch is available to buy. And then also, this is amazing. And if you use code Dr. Botox on the website, you can get anywhere between 10 and 25% off. So just um, just even DM me and ask for the codes and I'll give you great discount codes. So um, so yes, yeah, so I'll just read from my book, Diary of a Botox Bitch. Chapter one, the benefit of being in France. I'm not sure if the French policeman was more horrified by the fact that I had been doing 180 kilometers an hour or the fact that I'd managed to reach such a speed in a rented Renault Megane. In any event, I had to quickly pull a move that I wouldn't normally make in such circumstances. I reached for my driving license while simultaneously smiling and almost winking in the hope that it might somewhat alleviate my situation. I decided it was a necessary tactic given that it was 9.25pm at the side of the A8 motorway in France, very much the wrong side of Monte Carlo. I was actually on a, a conference in Monte Carlo. That's where you'll see clips on TikTok of me in a helicopter. Tra- so back to the book, Diary of Botox. But to cut a long story short, I had been invited to Monte Carlo in Monaco to attend the World Aesthetic Medicine Congress which is a meeting of some of the largest nip and tuck egos in the world. Congress wasn't due to start until Friday morning, but since Ryanair, which is like Irish Spirit Airlines, doesn't fly into Nice on a Thursday, I found myself in the Cote d'Azur by Wednesday lunchtime. I could pretend I didn't know what to do with myself all on my own in Monte Carlo, but I could just confess also that I'd hatched a plan to visit a certain friend of mine. On arrival at Monaco with Heli Air at Monaco, and by the way, that's the only way to transfer from Nice Airport, to Monte Carlo is via Helier Monaco. So you can use again Dr. Botox for a uh, discounted. It's actually the same price as getting a car. If you're just one person, obviously, if you're four people, you can split the price of a uh, 10 car transfer between four. Otherwise, it's the same price. So why not get a helicopter? Like for sure. And traffic leaving Monaco is notoriously horrific during rush hour. And it was made even more horrific on this occasion by Satnav that spoke French with a Scottish accent. I kid you not, that actually happened. And it was about four years out of date as well. Also another train wreck aspect. I finally found myself on the A8 motorway. I reckoned that if I could keep the C on my left hand side, all would be okay. Fast forward three hours and I was panicking a little. I remember the journey the last time being a lot shorter. And then again, but then again, I did have a driver the last time. And come to think of it, I snoozed a lot at the time. By 9.30pm, I had received numerous phone calls from my friend who was hungry and was cooking dinner and wondering where I was. I was beginning to think and did a bag of tricks to get me in situ sooner rather than later. So three hours after exiting the Principality of Monaco, I decided to put my foot down and make up for some lost time. I figured with a driving license, there wasn't a lot that the French police could do, even if I was caught speeding. Within about seven minutes, I noticed a flashing red light coming up behind me. I pulled in and that's when I was confronted by a horrified French police. I said to admittedly in pretty perfect French, Je suis désolé, je suis un petit docteur irlandais and parle pas beaucoup, beaucoup de français. Uh, to which he replied, basically in French, your French is bleeding brilliant and get into the back of the fucking squad car. I was like, Ugh. I had totally forgotten what hard nuts the French police were and what was I thinking? It was dark, it was late. And I also didn't fancy ringing the pharmaceutical company that was sponsoring my attendance at the conference to say I was in a French police station, having had my vehicle confiscated due to speeding on the motorway, which is what they do in France if you're going over like 120 kilometers an hour. So dinner with my friend was looking like it might not happen at all. I decided to implement that age old female tactic. And I started to cry. Real tears, I might add. It was dark, it was late, and my assertion that in Ireland the speed limit was in fact 200 kilometres an hour, which is why I was caught doing my speeding faux pas. It was not being met with much enthusiasm 
by the French gendarme. I reached into my handbag when asked to produce my driving licence and I was staring down the barrel of having my rental car confiscated just outside Aizan Provence and with no evening train back to Monaco staying in some kip of a hotel in the arse end of nowhere on my own. But I'm not really a three star sort of girl if I'm being completely honest. Anyway more from that in the next episode. Also if you use Dr Botox on our website www.dermafacemd.com you can enjoy good discounts and free shipping. That's it from me Dr Botox. Diary of a Botox bitch. I know it's exactly what you've been waiting for, so let's do this. Welcome to the segment we call Bow Talks. Let's talk all things Botox, filler, and skincare. 